0: Welcome to Nairobi Chapel, Mbakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. Greetings everyone. Welcome to the house of the shepherd and the bishop of our souls. Karibuni sana Nairobi Chapel, Mbakasi. This is Fred Alexander Oyola. It's exactly 40 days to Christmas. Hey guys, we had our celebration service last Sunday, it was nice, the Lord has been good to the church, and in honor of the goodness of the Lord to us, we've been offering our gratitude like you know to Him the last month, the whole month, and we are continuing to do so this whole month. We've been taking time every week on our podcast to simply say thank you Jesus for seeing us through the last two wonderful years over here at Nairobi Chapel in Bakasi. Just a quick run through of what we've been doing um we started the season of gratitude last month looking at the other at psalms we started with psalms 136 then psalms 100 then psalms 95 and finally psalm 75. we are continuing this month with the gratitude so gratitude season and we began looking at the life of king nebuchadnezzar yeah. <laughs> hey, this guy why head of a superpower nation but one who eventually gave glory to God. Mungwalim Limfuata, he reigned all his life, but eventually gave glory to God. Our friend Easton Malande last week, Hey guys, if you've not listened to that podcast, uh, probably heaven, you never miss. (laughs) That thing was fire. That anniversary podcast was fire. He spoke to us in church. About the fear of God, and if you if you need to to, to hear some good gospel filled word of God, run to the podcast. Last week, eight, uh, last eighth of November, that was a powerful podcast. And in case you missed any of these um, uh, podcast sermons messages, just go to our podcast channel. It's on Anchor FM, which is an online podcast platform. And all you need to do is type in you'll find us. Um, and all our other podcasts are there all the way from 2018, 2019. It's been amazing, man. It's been amazing. Follow us on our social media handles Instagram, Facebook, and on Twitter you'll find a link to buy on there which also has our podcast channel. Um, it has our giving details and our communication line in case you need to talk to us. Today, hey, after our anniversary. Come on. We continue with our gratitude season with looking at the life of the prophet Jonah. Mm. Uh, four little chapters of fire. Straight from God. This title we've simply called Jonah's Empty Thanksgiving. come this one. Or we can call it his impulsive. Not shopping. Thanksgiving. Quickly, let's turn to Jonah chapter 2 and let's read the whole chapter. Jonah chapter 2, I'm reading from the NIV version. Jonah chapter 2 is only 10 verses and I'll read. From inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord his God. He said, in my distress, I called to the Lord and he answered me. From deep in the realm of the dead, I called for help. And you listened to my cry. You hauled me into the depths, into the very heart of the seas. And the current swirled about me. All your waves and breakers swept over me. I said I have been banished from your sight. Yet I will look again toward your holy temple. The engulfing waters threatened me. The deep surrounded me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. To the roots of the mountains I sank down. The earth beneath buried me in forever. But you, Lord my God, brought my life up from the pit. Let's pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your love, thank you for your grace, and thank you for your mercy of our lives. Speak to us today through the power of your Holy Spirit, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, and we all say, Amen. Ah, the prophet Jonah, nothing much is told of this Jonah, the prophet, it begins so powerfully just by telling us that he is a son of Amittai. God is speaking to him straight from chapter 1. And we know by the time we are reading that he's a minor prophet of Israel, one of the twelve minor prophets in the Old Testament. And is at a time in Israel when it's in a lot of oppression from its neighbors. Israel is not hearing God, they are doing their own thing god is sending prophets to remind them of the laws of god of the promises they made in hearing and following god and god is telling them guys if you do not continue to follow me if you continue in these ways of yours you are going to go into captivity you are not going to like where i'm going to send you and just like god promised assyria one of the powers of the time is a nation that is sent and takes the northern nation of Israel into captivity. And so, when we meet Jonah, this is that season. This is the time when God has started speaking to these people, warning them. Now to was key. Assyria had just captured the northern nation, like I've said. And Nineveh, where Nineveh comes in, is Nineveh is the capital of Assyria. And imagine, being the enemies of the nation, it is very understandable from the onset that the Prophet John is upset. He's upset to go preach salvation to the very nation that is their enemy. Hmm. He flees to Tarshish as a result, running away from God. God, sends him, no, God tells him go. He's like, ah ah. Missy God rocks the seas, the mighty tempest. Jonah is thrown off the boat. A big fish swallows him whole. He cries to God for mercy. He is saved. He then hears from God again to go to Nineveh. He goes, declares the message of God, and to the people. No, to the people. And to his anger, hey, Monaume, the people repent. The city is saved. He cannot believe his eyes. This is the reason he was running away. He did not want anything to do with Nineveh. But he has another encounter with God with a plant that gives him shade. God removes a plant through a worm that he sends. And the book ends. Manze, almost on a cliffhanger. I hate cliffhangers. Guys, do you know, have you ever done those puzzles? eh? You know the puzzles that you do? But uh, there's many pieces to it. And then you're almost finished and there's a piece missing. You know that feeling? That is how the book of Jonah ends. God is speaking, asking Jonah, Buddha. Do you expect me not to save Nineveh? Are people who do not know their right from their left, right from wrong? How do you expect me to just be a God who has created all these people and not save them? Hmm. What happens next? What happens in the life of Jonah? Does he sulk all his life till his death? Does he remain in Nineveh? Disown God and find a shore? Did he leave Nineveh? Did did he continue whining and complaining about God's mercy of Nineveh? I don't know. We just don't know. That's how the book ends. What is clear though from this story is that Jonah has deep-rooted issues that come out very clearly in the book. That is very clear. Here's what we see from his life. Number one, Jonah clearly refused to do what God called him to do. Mwanaume said no. He said, "Uh uh-uh, No. This is not new because even Moses, when he was called, listen, he hey, I, 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 can I, I cannot, I, I, cannot speak. Mm. He was stammering, and it was understandable. Why would God choose a stammerer of all people to go and speak on His behalf? John refused. He had, he had reasons. Hey, Bana, how do you send me to uh, a gentile nation, people who don't know you? I might be killed, boy. I. Number two, he thought he could hide from the presence of God in the sheep. Now, this was a mistake. How how could Jonah, in all his knowledge of the scriptures, because if you read chapter two, keenly, this guy knew the scriptures. He's quoting the book of Psalms. So how can a prophet, with all due respect, hide from the presence of God? He thought he could hide. Mm. Number three, God still sends him where he purposed to send him even though through smelly means. Eventually, God is still like, okay, dude, with all due respect, you still need to go where I sent you. When I send, I send. I don't resent. I don't uh, think back and go, eh, I, 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 I don't think I needed to send you. No, he sent you. God sent him. He needed to go. So God He's like, okay, um, you refuse to go the the nice way. Let me send you the smelly way. Mm. The transport was smelly. Mm. Number four, God mercifully rescues him from the belly of the smelly means of transport. That is the mercy of God. Mm. God's mercy is everlasting. Give thanks unto God for his mercy endures forever, even through the smelly means that he used to get Jonah to Nineveh. He mercifully rescues him. Number five, he's angry, Jonah, over the fact that the Ninevites, these Ninevites, transformed their ways. He knew, he knew God was a merciful God. He knew that there's a chance that these guys eh, are going to change their ways. So he got so angry. Mm. This is what I thought. You know, you're Jehovah. Honor. Number six, he stays back to see. I found this weird. I don't know whether this is envy and I don't, I don't even know what, what, what part of anger this is. He stays back to see what will happen to the city. Like because of, okay, um, God has saved the city. So why are you staying back to see what will happen to these people? <laughs> but he stayed back. Number seven, he's angry that he has no shade after having received shade from God. He's so angry. He's like, eh, how is it possible that I had shade? Because remember he stayed back. God provided shade for him. A plant that just, uh, the leaves gave shade. Then God sent a worm to the plant, ate off the plant. Now he had no shade. Now he was complaining. What do you mean? Eh, how dare he even complain? <laughs> this dude, he yeah, prophets to Do not refuse and run away from God's call over your life. You will never be settled in your heart. Let me say that again. Never refuse and run away from God's call over your life. You will never be settled in your heart. One of the things I know with all of my heart and believe is as soon as you are born, if you're listening to the sound of my voice this moment, if you can remember your birthday, the reason you're alive is because there's a call of God over your life. God does not do things haphazardly at he, he just brought you into this life and then you are to figure out your way and maybe find it or maybe not uh-uh, guys with all due respect. There is a call of God over your life. Your life's purpose is to find God's call over your life. Otherwise, you will never be settled in your heart. Never. You want to get married, is that God's call over your life? Is it God's purpose for your life? Because not all of us are supposed to be married, believe it or not. It is a serious affair. Not everyone is supposed to get children. The Bible clearly tells us that children are a gift from God, the book of Psalms. A fruit of the womb is a gift of God. And whatever is from God is a call of our life. So, do you know God's call over your life? The job you're doing is that God's call over you. Ama, is that you saying this is what I want to do? Jonah tried to run away. He to him, mambia. Uh-uh. So do you know? Number two, you can never hide from the presence of God anywhere on this earth. Houston last week, in that powerful, fiery message, early to kombucha of the book of Psalms, where David, presumably, talks about the fact that, how can I hide from the presence of God? Where can I run to in this world? Away from God's presence. We can't. This is his creation. This is his world. God is omnipresent. I had a famous preacher once say, even in the club, he was there drinking, doing his craziness and he could hear the voice of God. He could see what God was directing him to in his future. Zileza, Monadugu, this is the direction I need you to go. You can never hide from the presence of God. I kid you not. Whether in the club (laughs) or in the sanctuary. You can never hide from the presence of God. Jonah thought he could. He he could not. Number three, when God finally gets you from hiding and sending you to your call, it might be through very smelly means. One of the things I've come to realize in this world, when God asks you to do something, when he has a call over your life, follow through. Otherwise, he will also get you to the place he asked you to go but not through very nice means. I don't know what that means. I'm not a prophet. I see the dirtiness. That means they church are too evil. I will leave it just the way I've said it. Choose to follow through on God's call over your life. Otherwise, when he comes calling, when he comes to now send you to the place he needs to send you to, it may not be through very good means think of Jonah number four God always mercifully rescues us from the belly of the smelly means of transport he uses on us he is merciful that's what I love about Jehovah he is all good all merciful all kind all amazing all kinds of wonderful that is Jehovah he will always rescue even through this craziness think about Jonah for a second Three days in the belly of a smelly fish. Three days. you imagine, imagine that for a second. You've been swallowed by some big fish. I don't even know what that one is. Maybe it's a whale, Is whatever it is. And then, you're there for three days. You have no idea. God has not told you that a fish will come, it will swallow you, it will take you to Nineveh. You've just been swallowed. So you don't know whether you're food, you don't know whether you're being digested, you have no idea but God rescued him. Hmm. Number five, why don't you want to obey God over the calling on your life? You must know translation the reasons to your rejection of God's call over your life. You must know. must is the keyword. must know. we must know why. We are refusing God's call of our life. Why? Why are you not directing your life to what God is calling you to? You've had it clearly, God saying, it is time to get married. But you're saying, no, I don't want to get married. You know very well God is calling you into a certain field, into business, into working in a certain organization. God has specifically put it in your heart to do that. But you're like, nah, nah. Let me me go to the sanctuary. You know very well God has called you into the house of God. That is God's call over your life. God is asking you to be a minister, but you have refused. Why? Do you know the reasons? Jonah was angry. He had a reason. Thank God we can see it. It is not so clear, it is not 100%, but you can tell, okay, Syria is a um, gentle nation, the enemy is to Israel, um, it is not his homeland. You know, it is one thing to be sent as a minister, as a prophet, to your home, to your people. They may not respect you, that is for certainly like Christ reminded us, but at least, you know the language, you know the culture, it is easy. Being sent to a different land, a friend of mine once said, ah, if God wants to call me, call me to Dubai. Eh? <laughs> if Jehovah is going to put a call over my life, send me to Europe, to Italy, Greece, not Mandera." <laughs> hey, I'm laughing, but it's not funny. Number six, what is holding back your heart from rejoicing over God's work in your life? Jonah was angry. He was being used. To save a nation, a city, a superpower, for for, for crying out loud. And he was still angry. Why was this guy being angry? God had used him powerfully, man. Can you imagine the guy's testimony? I was in the belly of the fish for three days. I came out and ministered to the people. And they received the Lord. Transformed their ways. And now they are walking in obedience to God. And this guy still was like... "Ah." Why are you angry? God is using you powerfully. Why are you not satisfied? You are the greatest mom in the world. And you're unhappy because what? You you don't have your own car. You're the greatest salesman in the company. But you're busy envying the CEO. Well, like, what's your problem? God is still using you. God has just used you to transform the lives of the young people in your community. But you're not satisfied. There's a problem. Uh, uh. Number seven, can you see God's mercy over your life? Or are you so blinded by the mercy he's showing to the many out there that are unworthy of his mercy? Can you tell that God is merciful in your life? Can you see his work inside of you? Can you see that? <sighs> my neighbor. The grass is so green. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, pastor, how is all this related to our season of gratitude? <laughs> like uh, to off, son. Is it possible that in the means of our so-called thanksgiving, gratitude, that it is being done so fast? That it is so empty. It is so in the moment. It is so impulsive. But it is not covering or looking through our whole life situation. Jonah was giving thanks to God. For he was one whose prayers were heard and who was delivered. From the belly of the great fish. He was saved. He's even giving thanks in chapter 2 about the salvation of God over his life over the three days in the belly of the fish. But right in the next chapter, Jonah is still angry over the fact that God delivers the Ninevites, saves the Ninevites, provides salvation to the Ninevites. How is that possible? How is it that Jonah could thank God for saving him and yet not thank God for saving Nineveh? How is that possible? Like, how... how How do you thank God for saving you? And then God saves your enemy and you're like, "Ah." then how does this then make his thanksgiving look like in chapter two? It, it, It almost sounds fake. Like it's not true. Like it doesn't have the understanding of what actual thanksgiving is. Like, how can you thank God for saving you, for coming through for you, even at the 11th hour? (laughs) How can you thank him for your salvation, and yet not thank him for salvation of a person you do not like? Of the craziest one in the room? Of the party animal that you know? Ah no. God cannot. What do you mean? No. Why are you saving these guys? Are enemies. This guy Buana is my landlord. How can you save this one and do when he refused to, to 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 cut down my rent? <laughs> and now you hear his testimony, and you're like, mm, how is that even possible? Guys, what what is the condition of your heart? Because out of all the twelve minor prophets. It is only Jonah, I believe, that God allows us, it's only in the book of Jonah that God is allowing us to see the condition of the heart of the prophet. That in as much as God has called a prophet, ah, prophet has issues. Prophet has issues. This guy can see God saving him. But is angry at the salvation of Nineveh, of his enemies. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7 is a powerful portion of scripture. We know this by heart. It has a powerful warning, but a very good reward at the end of it. Verse 6 tells us, do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Do not be anxious. One of the things that will happen as long as you're alive is the experience of anxiety. That is a sure thing. You just know that if you're alive, anxiety will come. But the writer Paul is telling us, do not be anxious. Do not. And especially in this situation, if God has placed a call over your life, not be anxious. And especially if you're feeling some type of way about it. This guy could not believe that God is sending him to, to Nineveh, like all places. How, how does God do that? In every situation, pray, petition, and give thanks. That is what the writer is saying. All Jonah needed to do is say, okay, Jehovah, so you are sending me, me, I'm not, I'm not cool with it. These guys, one, two, three, four, five. But anyway, he is my heart's desire. Lead the way. Mimi, you're the one who has sent me, you shall provide. Twende. He did not present this to God. No wonder he found himself running away in Tashizuko. Nowhere in the scriptures do you see him saying, Jehovah? Maze, like Moses, I cannot speak. Maze, help the situation. God sends Aaron. If he needed help, God would have sent it. He is Jehovah, for crying out loud. This is the God of heaven. And why is it that you need to not be anxious in every situation to pray, to petition, to Thanksgiving give? Because verse 7, Philippians chapter 4, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That is the promise. All Jonah needed to do is present his request to God, his anxieties, his anger, whatever issues that he had. You need to present your request to God over the calling of your life. If it is annoying you, if it is too huge for you to get into, if you're finding it um, maybe too small for you, whatever it, whatever feeling that you have, present it to God. Because at the end of that presentation, At the end of the prayer, the petition, the thanksgiving, the peace of God is the gift. It transcends all understanding. It will transcend your understanding. It goes beyond your understanding. And finally, guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Basically, God is saying, petition to me. Pray to me. Give me thanks for whatever it is I have placed in your life. Whatever call, whatever direction, whatever obedience I demand from you, place that in me. What I promise to give you is peace. Ah, nani Peace that transcends even your understanding. You'll be sitting there wondering, hey, how is it that I have peace over this situation? And it will guard your heart and mind. Guarding, protecting. Guarding, covering your heart and mind. From running, tashish, From hiding from God. From stupidity. How do you hide from the creator of the universe? It's like a kid hiding in the house. And assuming the parents don't know every corner of that house. The peace of God will guard your heart and mind. People, is your your thanksgiving empty? Is it impulsive? Is it lacking understanding? Or is it with a full understanding of everything going on in your life? If you can only give thanks in some circumstances, like Jonah, then please know that your thanksgiving is empty. It's it's not pleasing to God and you're probably lacking peace in your life. You're probably lacking peace in your life. Mm. If if you don't have peace, uh, chances are, uh, anyway, God is in the business of working on our hearts. He wants a heart that is pleasing to him. A heart that is turned towards him. And so we'll allow life to come, help, mold our hearts to that. Think of Jonah. The reason God has allowed allow all that has happened to you may just be because there is something he's still trying to mold in your heart. Maybe it is Thanksgiving. Just maybe. What is it for you? Is it peace? Are you anxious? Think about it. My prayer for each one of us is that whatever God has placed in your life as a call, as a directive, something to obey, with all due respect and with all the mercies of God, I beg you, just follow it through. Just follow it through. It's not going to be easy. You may want to quit along the way like Jonah, run the opposite direction, But I beg you, obey, obey. In obedience, there is blessing. In obedience, there might be anxiety. There is always a lot of anxiety in obedience. Believe, trust, a church planter to tell you that. (laughs) But in every situation, I have learned to pray, to petition, and to give God thanks. Because that way, His peace that has transcended all understanding, even my understanding, has guarded my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. Let's pray, guys. Almighty God, in the glorious name of our Savior, Jesus Christ, we thank you today for your word. Thank you for reminding us forever to give thanks to you. To give thanks because of your faithful love, your mercy, and your grace that endure forever. To give thanks, Jehovah, because you are the God who gives Peace, the God who guards our hearts through all the anxieties of life. Forgive us for the many times you have forgotten and even refused to give thanks or you've given impulsive kinds of thanks, especially because of the pride in our hearts or the blindness of our hearts and help us to forever remember to give thanks in all circumstances, even in those we don't like. Because he is your will for all of us in Christ Jesus. We prayed all this in Jesus' name. Let's all say amen. Mm. May the Lord bless you guys and protect you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you with favor. And may he surround you with loving kindness. May the Lord lift up his face upon you with divine approval. And may he give you a tranquil heart, a peaceful heart, and a peaceful life. And may his presence... His peace. Guard your heart and your minds through Christ Jesus. Always remember that the more you are grateful for what you have, the more you will have to be grateful for. Have a great week, guys.